Yet another week in Woo! Geek here on yeah. Geektainment Weekly at geektainment.tv, par- powered by Streamcast. Ooh. It makes it sound like it's a ghost. powered by NRM, but it is a stream. You got to do the echo thing, ah! Andy. Whoa. Like Streamcast. Holy. Cast, that was actually kind of funny because they were lowering your value yes. as you were doing that. That so was like very. It was, that worked well. <laughs> that was terrific. Nice. That I, of course. Well. I'm Andy Bishop, one of your hosts, the least important, least informed, but but the comic oh, the, co- the comic relief. That's my position, and I take it so very, we're, we're very not funny, serious. Ash. No, no, I'm I am the comic relief. It's my job. We take breaks from reading to comics and talking to Andy. Buffoon out of myself. That's my job. Uh, you're 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 pretty damn informed, Andy. Yeah, I would. I would would say you so. say that I'm woke? Never do that again. Yeah, I would definitely say you're woke and informed. You're both. You're woke formed. Woke and woke. Formed. We're e-woke. You're, you're e-walks. <laughs> get it? I get it. Uh-huh. Uh, with the the pun of the day goes to Ian Benzman. Thank you, thank you. I'd like to thank the Academy for giving me this award. And um, go um, spay a new to your pets. That's right. Thank you, Bob Barker. Nice. And, of course, joined from L.A. Ash. Ash Marianne Paulson. I like doing that, throwing in people's different middle names. Right. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. So before we start, I just want to I want the internet to take notice of your shirt. Oh yeah, my because Superman, my Superman Red Sun. Shirt. Superman Red Sun. Open that up so they can see it a little bit. Now you've actually got uh, some looks. Oh, I've gotten so many dirty looks. So Ian's not a commie. No, I am not. Uh, it's that is from the new animated film and the old graphic and novel. the old graphic novel, which you actually introduced me to, and so it good. changed my life. Ash, have you read uh, Superman Red Sun? I have not, but I have talked to Ian about it, and I absolutely intend on watching the movie, even yeah. though I know some of his criticisms. No, no, but it sounds watch, very interesting. Watch the movie first, yeah. and then read the book, mm-hmm. because the movie okay. is really good. If you haven't like, if you haven't read the graphic novel. The movie is 100% awesome. If you right. have read okay. the graphic novel, sure, the movie sure. like 96% awesome with about two minutes. <laughs> wow, you downgraded it two percent. Yeah, you said 98 before. Yeah, uh-huh. because the more I watched it again, and I there's certain subplots that are fine that they leave out, but there's this one the the, the two best parts in my opinion. One is at the end when he basically. I'm not, give gonna, it I'm, away. Not gonna, I'm not going to spoil it, but they changed the how it, I think they changed how they presented it. So I thought the impact wasn't as as good, and then literally just left out what I think makes the story go from really good to legendary. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, they didn't even like misdo it or whatever, but it's just not in there. Well, I I mean right. I love well, that. I'm gonna watch it. You should, and then I'm going to watch it too because I I love the graphic novel. It was it was fantastic. It's one of my favorites. Um, but let's get into this week in geek. Yes, uh, you, you've got some fun oh, fun stories for I us. I wanted to share this last week, but we were at C2E2. Right. So. 
Pink unicorn caught on video snow blowing South Lion driveway. That is a very pink unicorn. And there's a video. Yep. So Michigan winters can be tiresome, especially when it comes to dealing with snow. But one South Lion woman found a way to make snow clearing duties a little more festive and fun this week when she donned a pink unicorn blow up suit well, to snow blow her driveway. It's actually more purple than anything. Yeah, I think the hair is kind of purple and the suit itself yeah. is pink. There it is. And join oh, with us oh. is Corey. Make it so, Patrick Stewart. Guys, Corey. Sorry, somebody way more important was in the building. I get it. Well, actually, hey, a wow. multitude of yeah. important people. Yeah, who are, who are you geeking you're, out you're, over? You're, you're my fab three, but oh, man. Apparently we, not. We had we had Mr. Ray Jackson of the Fab yeah. Five in uh-huh. the building. Okay. Jimmy King of the Fab Five. I know him. Oh. I know him. He plays sports ball. Yes. He plays so, sports ball. So yeah, that was shortly. I'm I'm out of sports mode. I'm back into geek. That's okay. okay. Cool. Hey, so, we understand there might be I'll some catch you fallout. Up, okay. I'll catch you up. We're talking about a pink unicorn caught on video snow blowing a driveway in South Lyon. <gasps> in Michigan? I know, right? Home news. Fantastic. It's close Wait. to Canada. Does that mean that unicorns are real? And they Unicorns have, have always, been, always real been real core. And they and they've found domestic life. So they're kind of they like domesticated. <laughs> They're yes. real, and they apparently got booty, too. Look at the... That this unicorn. <laughs> Whoa! So, Jesus. Booty. Whoa, Ash. Um, but, yeah, so I think that it's is... not wrong. Now, the question is, do you think she was warm mm-hmm. in there? Like, what no. Do you, like, you know Thank what I mean? You. Like, so, as a guy that owns an inflatable suit of that nature... Of course. Uh, well, you know what? I take that back. I got really, really freaking hot in October in my dinosaur inflatable okay. suit. Yeah. So... And to, to answer your early question, the unicorns are kind of like the Knights of Ren. We know they exist. And they just hang they're out. They're just around somewhere. Yeah, they're just around. Yeah. It might pop up again other. later. We don't know. Bunch We're not yeah. quite sure. But, yeah, it can be kind of warm. And then with that cold, that that uh, the view window, especially if it's like plastic, mm-hmm. can get shit. foggy. Sure. So, so. Um, this next thing, I love when the, the, the ridiculous news ties us into geek stuff. And then this is one of those. We did it. Okay, this is the headline, people. Uh-huh, I'm ready. Be ready for it. I'm ready for this one. William Shatner uh-huh. awarded horse semen in divorce settlement. That's right. Yes, that is William that's Shatner. That's very peak. Yeah, that's it's very, peak it's Shatner. Very Shatner. Right oh, yes, absolutely. William Shatner and his fourth wife, Elizabeth, reached a divorce settlement this week, and he will get to keep all of the, all of it, all of the horse semen in the sp- split. Yeah, I almost thought it said split. So I don't know if I was having a dream about this. Not no, horse no. semen. No, no. Actually, we talked about this a couple months ago. That he where they owned were, a horse. They were arguing over who got the semen. No. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> it wasn't you then. No, we did. But we no, had I had a conversation that somebody bought a horse off of William Shatner. And I, and then that's when the, the whole going down the rabbit hole of William Shatner loves horses. And then I looked it up, and he was a he's a prominent horse owner. Yeah. This is ridiculous. So that makes sense. Is there so, some kind of intrinsic value in horse semen? Is it a Yes. Well, it's... It's like you, it's so you can breed yeah. more racing horses. Yeah, yeah it depends purebred. on the oh, horse. Oh, okay. That's yeah, cool. It's like liquid okay. William Shatner plans to create mm-hmm. a hybrid of Shatner horse people to well, rule. <laughs> so the best part is, so William Shatner, he walked away with two horses and some uh, named Renaissance Man's Medici and Powdered River Shirley. Yeah, horses uh, he gets, have weird names. He gets the equipment, he gets the horse semen, and as an added bonus, gets to keep... Two dogs, macchiato, and double espresso. Now, this is where it gets really interesting. Because it's not yet. The wife gets two horses, right? But no she semen. Gets no semen. Bella Reeves, so, <laughs> fo- so photogenic and pebbles. 
And since they don't have children, Shatner has granted her visitation rights to the other two horses. Uh, my ex wanted those mean, for my cats, and I said, hell yeah, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you own animals in, right. in a non-child home... They're your children. Yeah, they are. Without question. Absolutely. So, oh, yeah. you know, My if, sister has the dogs and the right. cats, and they're totally her kids. Yeah, and if if in, yeah. a, in a divorce or a separation, you're if both parties were very invested in the animals, yeah. you think you're going to want you, to have some so sort of connection with them. Do you think so. that there was- Ian a and I were talking about this the other day. Like, okay. you would pry the animal out of my cold bed. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, right. I right. Never. Now, here's the question. Before they decided that Shatner got the semen, did, were they talking about splitting it? Is that a uh, joke? Or no, I'm no. legitimately asking. <laughs> you think they were like a serious... No, but think the joke would be watching the conversation. No, no. I get one-fourth of it at the very least. Well, it's not a guarantee that the horse semen is going to produce purebreds or, or stallions, right. so to speak. But I'm pretty sure if like you're going to keep the horse semen, it has mm-hmm. to probably be all of the horse semen. So say, there's a better chance of actual breeding or, or horse better. semen? Horse, I mean, horse semen? Horse semen. Horse Well, I mean, not, like, yes, obviously the more horse semen you have, the more likely I really you wish will we started a counter impregnate. This. Remember the, the Bukaki situation that this we had is, the other the week? Stormtroopers just on this. <laughs> okay, but so in this interview, Shatner was asked, "Well, are you going to be taking on a role in Picard?" And he was oh, like, he, he definitively "You'd have to resurrect me, Shatner, in order to do the daily." I don't know what Patrick is doing. Doing a series that debil- debilitating for a, tw- a young guy, twenty-five-year-old, because I did it. And no, I'm not going to do it. So no, I would not be interested in this series. Do that's why Star per Trek: se. Next Generation sure what, is always my favorite. I never per believed se. in Shatner for just the original Star Trek. He was too much of a. I'm not a fan of really any of it. Uh, I know. I, I'm, I, I, I know. You know. I like Discovery. Yeah, I'm okay. A, I'm a Jean-Luc Picard boy. All the no, way, no, buddy. So, yeah. speaking of Star Trek, you know, on Star Trek and shows like that, there's a lot of characters who are like, oh, they could be good, they could be bad. Sure. Well, guess what? Ryan Johnson spoiled a giant industry little secret. So he was doing an interview, and he's like, I'm not sure I should really say this, but if you're ever watching a phone, and you're not sure if the character you ever are good watching or bad. a phone. Sorry, if you're watching a movie. Sorry, if you're watching a movie and you're not sure if the character is going to be good or bad, mm-hmm. look to see what phone they have. If they have an iPhone, uh-huh. it will turn out to be a good guy because Apple has dictated that villains cannot use their phones. Is That's that a is true such thing? A dumb shit rule. <laughs> Thank you, Ash. Hey, but you I'm know, sorry. But, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's the same thing. That got me thinking like about like, The Rock and and Jason oh, the punches thing. Have a limited number of times they yeah. can get hit. Yeah. On camera. Right. Well, that makes That's me just the dumbest thing. That makes me question, though, that like, like what else? Why, then why aren't villains being, you know, why aren't they more successful because they're not using iPhones? Because here's what you do: user. you make a movie user. because they go to push the button to explode things, and it is like, why won't you work this button? That my phone's oh, shit. instead of being having like an iPhone 10 where it's like new update, wait for it. Yeah, oh, exactly. never mind. So that's, wait, that's, bug that's beta. Because no, I can't oh, blow things wait. Up also, you had freeze. to spend like half of what you were originally asking for from the government just to get the new phone. All so. I hear is excuses. No, whatever. All okay, I hear is excuses. I. This is... I'm never going to be able to fit, like, forget this, though. What, what I, and I say this as an Apple user. I hope this leads to less iPhones appearing in movies because that is so dumb. Here's how you solve this. You make a movie where everybody's a villain, 
but there's one villain that's more villainous, and the hero villain has an iPhone. I, they're all anti-heroes. Nice. But that's so, how you do it. So we'll get into the big geek news of the week, and I, this is going to be pretty divisive in this room because I saw it, and I loved it. Uh-huh. And Andy, you loved it. I did. But Corey really did not love it. What about you, like Ash? It. Have you seen the new Batmobile? I have, and you know what? I like it. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I like it. I like Ash it for is the, in the middle. I like it for the fact that this is a essentially Batman Year One, mm-hmm. you know, story where Batman is just getting started. So I like the fact that it just he's just like. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to take this car and just spend a bunch so, of money on it. But it has, me, I don't know. it has me thinking because there is inspiration from the comics for this look, and it's the issue where they introduced um, Jason Todd, who is at the time, basically, Jason Todd became Robin because he was trying to jack the tires off the Batmobile. Oh, yeah, okay. So the look of that Batmobile looks very similar to this one. And that could be a coincidence, but it could be a little like Easter egg, you know. Could be. I would not be surprised if there was a kid that was like walking over like he was going to steal it and Batman goes up to him and was like, don't. I'm just, uh, I'm curious <laughs> because before the Batmobile came out, we saw footage of the stunt driver for the Batcycle. Yes, but it also looked very rudimentary. A little bit, but it still had a feel of I mean, it had the Batman. Bat well, the right. back, the back. The, now, right. There's a good picture online where somebody took it. They did a little bit of Photoshop work, and then they drew over it to show you, like, hey, here's the shape of it, here's the back. So you can I mean, kind of see the I'll tails. Probably once I get into the story, because actually, when you know Tumblr came out for Nolan's Batman, I was like, oh, it's so chunky. How did you yeah. drive down the street? Yeah. And then once you got into the story He didn't of, drive on streets. No, he didn't. He drove <laughs> on, on walls. What street is he on? He's not. He's on rooftops. <laughs> he's, jump, he's flying across rooftops. But... Uh, it, I, it, it took me a second for the Tumblr to kind of set in, only I because I loved what the storyline was, Fox yeah. and the development with so, military uh-huh. shops and everything. I, I agree so with if there's you. a backstory behind the Bat, Robert Pattinson's Batmobile, Robert then, Pattinson, uh, Robert Pattinson, yeah. Or, R-Bats. Yeah, R-Bats. no R bats, get that <laughs> out of here. <laughs> yeah, then I'll probably fall in line with it. It's just to me, it just felt a little. I'm sure there will be underwhelming, and that makes well, sense. Yeah. So to your point, actually, one of the things I was the most disappointed about in the Dark Knight, which is like the only thing I was, two things: no Batcave, yep. and no new Batmobile, right. because that's kind of what I figured the Tumblr would be the start, right. and then it would grow. So I'm hoping. Well, he no just Bat got cave. destroyed. Yeah, there's no bad cave in the Dark Knight Rises or Dark Dark, Dark Knight. It's a bunker. It's not a bad cave. It is a bunker. It's a bunker, Under which a is apparently fall. used in a crap ton of rap music videos. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that? Like, there's literally someone took a uh, Alfred Ima- images Alfred, of I all told of you. the different rap I videos. I told you, that you need to get these rappers out of here. I'm sorry, sir. Just I've... Al- every time I come and try to park, it's supposed to be secret. Every time I try to just park my mobile. And there's a rapper sitting there. Oh, well, well, sir, fit fifty cent here. He gave me. He gave me. Why you know, does Batman sound dollars. like Jerry Seinfeld? Because yeah, like, why? I'm, I'm trying to figure out the. Because when he the, gets I home, just, I, I just like flew into Gotham and my arms are tired. <laughs> What's um, the deal with all these rappers? Well, sir, you see, you you yeah. threw a party last night, and then they didn't want to go home. And that's, then, oh well, jeez, I told like that, you. That Archer episode. What's this dog doing here? <laughs> um, you brought it here, so, sir. So, but with the bat Batmobile, we also get a far final full look at Pattinson in the bat suit. It looks good. Uh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it um, looks a lot better than I'm impressed. Here's the only difference. Cape, no cape. Cape, no cape. Yeah. Well cape, plus no we cape. finally see the no ears capes. fully. 
Oh, like, yeah. properly. Because I feel like the stunt costumes are always a little over-exaggerated because they do CG, like, touch-ups and, like, down, you know. But I'm, I'm, I'm big on the costume design mm-hmm. that they've shown so far, which makes me so excited about what the Riddler's going to look like. Yeah, because oh Catwoman looks amazing. And what Penguin's going to mm-hmm. look like. And I, I'm telling you. And that, what and Jesus is going to look like. I've, I've been saying this for a minute. I've been saying this for a minute, but between the look of Catwoman <clears throat> and, and the way they did it with the lighting yes. and the characters on board and this next thing, the casting of twins, mm-hmm. I'm telling you this is the long Halloween. Tweedledum, the, Tweedledee. They have to be Tweedledum and Tweedledee. Yep. They have to be. Which brings on... Jarvis Tetch the Mad Hatter! <laughs> I'm so excited. If you don't know... For those viewers watching, Ian's handles are semi Mad Hatter. Ian is also obsessed oh, with I put it all together things Alice yes. yep. in Wonderland. If he could oh, get yeah. a tattoo, you'd get the. Well, I can get a tattoo. I just don't want one. Chicken. No, that's not even it. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm indecisive. No, no. I'm I, want like, I want a small tattoo. I'm like, indecisive. Like an on my wrist or, or something. Corey, I'll get go. one like, from Phoebe and Friends, and it's just a little dot. <laughs> it's my mom looking it's at me mom. from yeah. Freaking. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know. I'm super excited. This really, and not to get ahead of us, and we don't know anything, and obviously it has to all play out. But this could end up being the best Batman film. Because Nolan's films, I would say, are crime. Well, actually, Batman Begins is, is pure superhero. The Dark Knight is totally a crime film that happens to have Batman, and then. But that's why they never used the word Batman in the title. Yeah, right. I agree. That's why I loved right. about him. Yeah, oh, right. I totally agree. So I'm thinking this is, could be the most pure comic book version of the character we'll get. I want to see a lot of psychotic in this. Oh, have you seen any of the behind the scenes of the a little murders bit. and stuff? Going I want to on? see the psychotic because Nolan did psychotic well. Yes, he did, especially with yes. Heath Ledger. I think that's with. He was an anarchist. With anything, and I think Ashton can contest to this is that with with the animation and the cartoons and the comic books that we've all grown up with, there's a psychology behind a a lot of what we've grown up with that makes it there's whole books tangible to adults. There's whole books on it. Oh, totally. Yeah, Yeah. like like the Mad Hatter that we get Mm -hmm. in the animated series. Is like when I first heard that they, you know, that that was a character because that's that's my intro mm. into the Mad Hatter as a character, right? And and seeing that, it was just like, you know, this is going to be stupid. And then seeing it play out, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. He right. uses mind control and yeah. stuff, yeah. and he's just he's using that as a guise. That's yeah. neat. Same thing with the the freaking puppet. Oh, that's the ventriloquist. The ventriloquist guy. You know, yeah. I hadn't seen the uh, these stills of the bat suit yet. I am a big fan of this. Right? It's so much, so much better than Batfleck's chunky look. I, I think mean, actually, I, I it's funny. Probably Batfleck, good for no, that Batfleck had universe. to get so he got so pumped that they had to remove um, fake muscle from the suit. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's why that. that when that first photo came out, <clears throat> the whole internet like fat man thing happened. Yeah. Because he they didn't debulk the yeah. suit yet, and he had bulked up so much yeah. that it was like. Right. It was like I, a Rob Liefeld drawing. I think Robert Pattinson not being able better. to gain muscle or mass or whatever really has actually helped with the look. We've yeah. all known Batman as this yeah. big, bulky, well, even Bale, with nipples. Bale, um, Bale wasn't you too, know. like, you know, he wasn't like drawn. No, but there was a bulky kind oh, of Oh, yeah, no, he was muscly for this. sure. This feels like, like true... Batman ninja almost in a sense where he's very stealthy and yeah. very Lots yeah very much League, 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 League of Shadows yeah League of Shadows yeah I knew what he was going for and uh, I knew where you were going to take it uh-huh. Gross. um but yeah so I'm excited I'm really excited for this Batman movie I think it's going to be really really awesome and um, so 
we were at C2E2 this weekend, and we're going to show an interview in a second, but while we were at C2E2, there was a lot of stuff going on with DC. For those of you who don't know, Dan DiDio, one of the co-publishers, was fired, and there's been rumors that AT&T is considering selling DC yeah, Comics and shutting wild. them down, and that a lot of it hinges on this next 5G event. Now, for the last X amount of months, 5G was supposed to be their next generation of heroes, where they introduced people taking over as Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, and age up the originals. Also, to make 5G a buzzword because they're owned by AT&T. Bingo! Oh, really? yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> um, but so, basically, Jim Lee, so all the fans are freaking out about that because no one likes that. Like, the reason Wally West worked is because he came in at once. It's not like they were like, the rest of the Justice League's gone, here's a bunch of new characters because Marvel tried that with Marvel now. It didn't work too well. And, you know, people like familiarity in their comics. That's why they read them for years. That's why I have never missed an issue of Spider-Man. Like, you want to read what you're familiar with. Otherwise, you're going to read a one-shot or an Elseworld. Or, you know what I mean? Like, so to cater to this audience that is very film-related, who will go read four issues and then not read anymore, I think is a huge miscalculation on the comic book industry. But Jim Lee, who is the only publisher left at DC, um, has now came out and said that that's not what 5G is. They're not aging up the characters, shuffling them off. So... Apparently that's what's up because we when we were at uh, C2E2, like I saw Scott Snyder. He yeah. wasn't supposed to be there. Really? So he must have been there, you know. I wouldn't know. I wasn't there. Um, but well, you were missed. But yeah, so speaking of C2E2. But you got me patches. I yeah, got you patches. Yeah, me too. And yeah. you got that patch for me. So, so yeah, I only got him one. Um, uh, cool but patch. So the really, really, really highlight of the weekend for me, besides just having a fun freaking weekend, yeah, um, was getting to sit down with one of my favorite authors and directors and screenwriters, and that's Alex Garland. And I got to say, when because I, I received, you guys went and shot that. I got the footage in the press room, and I watched that interview, and I'm like, this is the best damn interview Ian's ever I th- done. I agree. I think that's my favorite interview I've ever nice. done. It's could you see the boner? Well, so it was really cool. Yes. It was really Ugh. cool because you know, we chatted Mind beforehand. Boner. And you know, he's like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And, and my introduction to him wasn't ex machina. I had an English teacher who was really trying to get me into reading because like, stuff bored me. You know, I read Tom yeah. Clancy and I read stuff like that. So she gave me The Beach when I was nine. And I told him that. He's like, you read The Beach when you were nine? I was like, and I told him this whole story about whatever. <laughs> but so that was my introduction to him. So right there, we were instantly kind of just chatting about stuff. And a lot of the themes he writes in his stuff is what I like to play with as an inspiring filmmaker. And we were talking about that. And then he saw me my shoes that the, with the lights on them. And so he's like, where'd you get those? So basically, after the interview, we got to walk around the floor with him and the FX press team and kind of just shoot the shit and show him where the shoes were. And Nice. Did um, he buy a pair? Uh, they only had one left, and it wasn't in the right size. And then there's one really other cool thing that happened, but I don't want to talk about that's right. that on air. But um, but we'll what a, later. what a weekend! Um, so cool. But yet, yeah, uh, take uh, also devs. I got a peek at devs, the new FX series from Alex Garland, which he wrote and directed every episode. Yeah, so good. How was Nick Offerman? Amazing. Uh, me. He's like if Steve Jobs could have been a serial killer, but like calm. <laughs> It's it's so good. Like yes. I could not recommend Who checking says that it out. Steve Jobs wasn't a serial. That's true. Has um, been but I could not stress more to go watch Devs. It's on Hulu and FX. Um, but yeah, so this interview was awesome, and I'm super excited for you guys to see it. Well, guys, let's stop flapping our gums and let's take a look at this interview with Alex Garland. We are here at C2E2 with the one and only Alex Garland. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Oh, it's a pleasure. 
So we got a peek at devs a little bit earlier at the panel. Um, wow, it looks amazing. Um, you know, it's really interesting though. I, I had all these questions planned. And then when you were talking a little bit about you know, what your films are. And you said that you don't really see them as sci-fi. I was actually having a conversation with my buddy a couple of days ago. We had a very similar kind of take on it. I think, you know, personally, you know, obviously you're the guy who writes it, but um, I kind of look at your stuff as it's more about what it means to be alive. And in the literal sense, the metaphysical sense and, and the metaphorical sense. So what do you feel about those kind of topics? And I, I mean, uh, yeah, in a way, I don't mind people call it sci-fi or not. It's, it's fine. Um, but, uh, but the thing I'm really interested in is exactly what you just said. Um, uh, being alive is strange and uh, kind of can be amazing, can be awful, and all points in between. And in the end, that's really what I want to write about and I want to make films about or TV shows about or write novels about. And um, so something like Annihilation could seem like a, just a sort of weird fever dream or something like that but it is actually about stuff and the stuff it's about is is things that we have to encounter and deal with in our life so um yeah I, basically that's what i see the subject matter of i was actually telling you before we started this that my introduction to you was not ex machina it was the beach so as someone who started writing novels you know to transition to screenwriting then transition to directing in film but then also in tv how does that all differ i mean I, you know it's it's very similar but at the same time i have to imagine there's varying degrees of differences it's much more similar than it is different it's got all of those mediums and I, i'm sure you could chuck say theater in there as well they've got much more in common with each other than it it feels like they'll have um, uh, but if I was going to get into the sort of minutiae of it I guess then I'd say that there's a strong correlation between television and novels and a lot of that is just to do with time it's to do with how how deeply you can explore something uh, or not exactly explore one thing but explore several things usually in a movie you have to focus and um, uh, TV and also novels are just basically broader canvases so in regards to like the structure of things do you, you know do you kind of stick to like this is the structure I like a three act for film and I like this for TV or do you kind of like to play around and, like here's some five act stuff but in a different way or is do you just kind of want to tell the story you're telling and it kind of flows from there yeah more the latter I sort of think in acts kind of but only in really basic terms like a beginning a middle and an end um, and uh, I often think like where somebody who really cares about acts might say the act break lies. I'm just, I'm sort of like, okay, sure, you know. Um, uh, I think that also you can probably get too hung up about those things on like the mathematics of it. And, and basically it's just a story. But for me, it's, it's closest correlation often is just two people talking, you know. How do you convey this bit of information to someone else? Like, you know, you could be in a bar and someone's telling you a story about something that happened to them yesterday. And they're not thinking in act structures, but, but the experience of receiving the story is actually kind of like the experience of watching a film. I never really thought about that. It's very much when someone tells a story, they tell it in a way that they think will be best presenting the story. I never really thought about that. It's yeah, kind of interesting. good storytellers and bad storytellers. You know? Yeah, no, I know my fair share of both. Um, 
but uh, yeah, you know, it's it's amazing to actually get to sit on talk with you. Like I said, I've been a fan of your stuff for a long time, you know, so with something like Dread, which is something I didn't even know you were involved with until recently, I, but I love that movie. Um, how much do you want to, like, are you involved in any of those rumored talks of continuing it as a show? And if, if that was something, would you be interested in playing with the character again? Uh, I'm not involved in uh and wouldn't want to be involved. Uh, I, I've got nothing against um, franchises and sequels and that kind of thing, but uh, you know, something like Dread, it's very intensive, two, two and a half years of work. At the time I'm done with it, I'm done with it. And um, I, you, you know, you, you need a, a particular kind of mindset to be able to do a trilogy. And, um, uh, it's just not something I've got. Usually, the, when I finish a story, I just want to get the hell away from it and do something completely different. You are preaching to the choir. Um, so now that you've delved into TV, I know you mentioned you definitely want to get back into more of that. Um, would you be something very similar in terms of like the eight-episode structure, or would you want to kind of play in a new wheelhouse? Or Yeah, um, eight episodes feels like it works for me because um, uh, I, I want to... Uh, write and direct all the episodes and um, I think that more than eight I'd I'd probably there'd be diminishing returns um, I wouldn't be able to do the job in the way I want to be able to do it uh, for like basic reasons like exhaustion the hours in the day how much one can cope with um, uh, instinctively eight Eight episodes feels like my limit. No, uh, yeah, you know, as uh, someone who loves watching TV as well as trying to make stuff, um, I find that is a, eight to ten episodes is a really good sweet spot. Um, one of my favorite shows recently was Legion, mm -hmm. and what they were able to do in those eight to ten episodes were just mind-boggling to right. me. What, um, as a filmmaker, what are you watching? Or I guess as a writer and just as a creator, what are you kind of delving into right now in terms of your own personal interests? Um, the two films that have had the strongest impression on me recently were The Lighthouse and Parasite. Um, uh, I think what both of them do is they, they shine a really bright light in some respects on how boring the rest of us are, you know? That, that we repeat these same stories and these same structures again and again and again. Um, and both of those films have this kind of, it's, it's more than that they're original. There's a kind of freshness to the whole conceptual way they approach stories. And um, I, I really kind of loved every frame of both those movies. And uh, I, I, I think they, um, I was very pleased actually that Parasite then got uh, sort of recognized and rewarded in the way that it did. I thought it had really earned that. It was very awesome to see a film like that get not just so much recognition, but to win. Yeah, but also I do want to name check The Lighthouse because um, uh, it, it has not had the the, the amount of uh, fating that um, Parasite has had. As I said, it deserves it completely. I think The Lighthouse was also a really, really interesting film. And uh, um, I'd, I'd love more and more people to contact it. It's beautiful work. No, it is absolutely. Plus powerhouse performances from Defoe and Pattinson. Yeah. I can see why, I can understand why they gave him Batman now. I can't imagine, I can't imagine they're like, oh, Batman, guy from Twilight. I'm sure he had to fight for that role. 
and seeing some of the stuff he's done with like A24, I think is very interesting to me. Yeah, who, who knows what he had to get uh, go through to get that role. Um, uh, all, all I know is that he's um, kind of mesmerizing actor. Both of them are. Without question. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting. It was great, and I'm super excited to see the rest of devs and see everything you do in the future. So thank you so Thanks, much. Man. Cheers. Appreciate nice, it. Very nice meeting you. Thank you. And that is how you do an interview. He threw in. you a cheers. Yeah, dude, he's so such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Such a nice guy. And to get to actually chat about, like, I'll tell you afterwards. But, but just, you know who else is a nice guy? Yeah, yeah. let's talk about somebody yeah. else who's a really yeah. nice guy. Who I actually know. We oh, yeah. <laughs> all you know? know him. We Not all you, love well, him. Well, I know you, Ash, but there's somebody else. There's somebody really nice in the guy. room with us. Who could it be? <laughs> Why, it's our old buddy Dom. <laughs> From Mess Bucket Comics. Dom, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Terrible. That's terrible. Doing all right, thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, D- Dom had me on his show Monday, and I was like, you got to come on Geek Tame Week. <laughs> By the way, a blast. Thank you. That was so much fun. <laughs> Expe- right. Like, the song at the end, too, was great. Yeah, What's Especially what? when he busted out the fiddle and did the, the Imperial <laughs> March. That was great. What's the name of your show, Dom? Motown Mojo Live. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that can be found where? It's on MotownMojoLive.com. Monday nights, it's live from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Awesome. They can watch it on demand I respect as well. that alliteration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> alliteration makes everything better. Thank uh-huh. you. <laughs> yeah. They can listen. Uh, we do a video just of the musical performances okay. on Facebook. We're working on having a, a setup like you guys have here. This is phenomenal. Well, <laughs> It's a work in progress. It's, yeah. <laughs> this mess. Uh, no, but I've caught your show a couple of times. And oh, thank it's, you. It's... Yeah. I love just the dynamic, and it Dude, feels very it's like so much fun. Well, yeah, it just feels like you're you're hanging out with friends, and, and then just it like continued the conversation, afterwards like, too. We yeah. were all hanging out in the parking lot for right. Too. It's awesome. It's like, great conversation. Talk to both of them and like network yeah. and do some right. cool stuff together. That was awesome. Yeah, Actually, yeah. the first time I saw DMAC not actually like just take over the show. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> oh, that's what you thought. Love you, DMAC. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, no, I think we uh, had a good time with uh, with Darren as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a uh, and a lot of it is the, my co-host Marcus. Oh, he's yeah. great. He's oh that song at the the way he did that was I don't. That's awesome. It's every week. Yeah. I no. Mean, I mean, so, he's... so to tell you what we're talking about is yeah. throughout the show he takes notes about each person's like stories and mm-hmm. stuff, and then just off the top of his freaking head sings a song in a specific I love style. That. That's awesome. Yep. I think you split, spin the genre wheel before. Yeah. I have like, no idea why I picked the ones I did. I don't listen to either of those <laughs> genres. I was like, it's just what came out. Right. Yeah. What'd you pick? 80s hair metal, then Nirvana. Nice. I don't listen to either of those. Okay. <laughs> they were choices, just, though. They just came out. I don't know. And then he, you know, you've got to remember, there's a different dynamic. There's a new musician every week. Yeah. So he's working with the musician yeah. together, playing guitar together, or fiddle, or whatever it Wolf means. Wolfgang yeah. Chuck, man. It's, Dude, he's... he had some pipes. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Uh, Wolfgang Chuck. Yeah, that right. What an awesome Chuck. name. <laughs> what an awesome name. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was a freaking blast. Dude. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure. So, yeah, freaking welcome to Geek Tame and Weekly. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is great. Yeah, no, we. Uh, this is our Week in Geek Chat talk show. And we, and we think it's rather fitting because, like I said, Mess Bucket Comics. Yes, tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, so this is Mess Bucket Comics officially began in 2012. Uh, I had worked prior to that getting ready for the launch and everything, and it started off pretty much with the Arcane Awakening book one. Which I read. Did you read 
Awesome. I Thank only you. read the first book. I haven't done the other two yet. Okay. But, but I, <laughs> I'm digging it. It's, uh, it's short short pitches, X-Men meets Supernatural kind of feel to the story. Okay. Good. I'll let you borrow it. Nice. Thank you. I'm, I'm on board for that. <laughs> Good guy group, bad guy group, one last battle between heaven and hell, winner takes earth. My take on the ending to the Bible apocalypse story without being preachy or churchy. Sure. Cool. Um, if you guys, you guys have seen my setup at conventions. Yet? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, There's right. the big red demon there. That's the popular bad oh, guy. Oh, okay. Got it, got I thought it, that was it. just a cool demon guy. Well, it's that too, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Ravager. So uh, he's a cannibal. As he consumes people, he turns into the demon. The more he eats, the bigger and stronger he gets. He was uh-huh. inspired by my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Two more seconds, and that Red Bull would have been. Ever. <laughs> oh my God. That was spitting right there. And then the. Uh, the popular good guy is Mojo, who's on the cover of Motown Mojo Live. Uh, he's one of the popular good guys. Duh, he's a descendant of Jim Morrison. He drinks whiskey and speaks and all lyrics by the doors. Which is oh, awesome. that's awesome. <laughs> so there's there's humor. There's everything. There's a little bit of horror with Ravager and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of everything. I, I would always... You know, kind of like you guys, you know, very critical and complainy at times about movies and comics. Oh, well, why do you we think have we have this bit. show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I just, I was like, all right, I'm right. I'm writing everything that I want, uh, that I feel is missing. Damn straight. So, That's what I mean when you're trying right. to create something. You're, it's it's for other, it's this interesting duality because it's for other people, but it's sure. really for yourself. <laughs> well, I never yeah. thought of it like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're writing the story you want to tell, but in the hopes that other people will enjoy it. True. And, and you know, Unless most people Moore, draw you just from real life. Life and everything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you kind of answered that with your girlfriend, ex girlfriend, which awesome. is awesome. But, I mean, <laughs> growing up, I mean, really, what were you, what type of, all types of comics, certain types of comics? Yeah, I was kind of all over the place with, with comics. Uh, I got into it kind of by accident, and uh, the kid across the, that lived across the street from me had just long boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, one time, he's like, all right, I'm going, we're going downstairs for a while, and I was just reading through a long box. It was this, uh, Flash run, Mark Wade flash run. Oh yeah, is yeah. that new? When Wally, way back. Oh yeah, I was gonna way say because yeah, Mark yeah. Wade had it again not too long. So ago. I'm reading this and losing track of time and all this stuff. And I'm a kid. I'm like, you know, seven, eight, nine, no, ten, somewhere in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, Each uh, year, <laughs> I got lost in lost track of time. Was just reading and reading. And little did I know, my parents didn't know where I was, where the hell's going on. And he, my buddy Carl, went downstairs <laughs> and went grocery shopping with his family. Forgot I was upstairs. That's funny. And they came back like four or five hours later. Four hours later. <laughs> they're like, and Carl's like, oh my God, you're still fucking in here? Like, Your parents are losing their mind. But dude. the Flash is the Flash is doing this. <laughs> and my dad's like, where were you? I was like, I was reading comics. And Carl's like, yeah, right. <laughs> you were smoking the devil's lettuce, weren't you, son? That's awesome. Yeah, but I liked, oh man, I was into, I was really into Batman stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember really liking, um, uh, maximum Carnage. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I can read it now, and I so like, supposedly eh. that's what Venom Two is going to be slightly okay. based on. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I just kind of dabbled in everything. I've never really been a hardcore collector. Sure, I have the stuff that I, you know, I, I'll wait. It, it takes a lot to really do that, and like yeah. every week, and then bag and board them, and then every couple years rebag and board them because they bags bag and board good all it's expensive you know. and time consuming. Uh-huh. That's what. But Carl was my the guy who lived across the street. <laughs> so the guy sitting Thanks, next Carl. to you is the same way. <laughs> That's true. So at what point did you know, like, 
I gotta I gotta jump into this world as a creator. Uh-huh. What, what was the point that took you from consumer of comics to creator of comics? That's a good question. Yeah, so it kind of started from uh, being a complainer, and I'd be like, "Wow, well, this movie needed this," and so I was writing an actual a movie script. Mm-hmm. And as I'm writing this, and, I, and I'm realizing to get a movie off the ground takes a whole lot of work and you money. You are preaching and to the choir. Networking. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, man, this is great, but, I mean, I'm not going to get anywhere with it just sitting on my computer. So as I'm writing, I'm like, wow, this would make a really cool comic book. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And I you know, I learned how to make a comic book and found out it was relatively inexpensive. Um, but you've really, it, but that doesn't mean it's easy. No, you've right. got to really, really want it right. and go after it. And I did. So that's kind of, that was the genesis of that. Uh, really wanting the story to get out there and I could create a fan base at the same time. Mm-hmm. Not without Re- question. Relatively inexpensive. So right. that's how I kind of got into it. And once I did my first convention, I was pretty sure I was in the right spot. Cool. Nice. You right just spot. felt, felt, felt right. Right, yeah. right. You get that. Like Before the first convention, all I knew was that my mom and my grandma thought it was a really good book. You know, like, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, oh honey, that's hey, done hey, right. Hey, at least you get that when I show my, when I show my father my shorts or whatever I'm working yeah. on. He goes, "I'm sure someone gets it." <laughs> oh wow, I'm sure Jeez. someone gets it. Yeah. But you know, I I Jesus. love I love uh, the look of of uh, the, the I can't remember the name of it because I'm yes because I'm looking yeah. I'm looking at some of this stuff now and you have a on your website you have a uh, motion comic thing going on and it's just like that art style is really what drives me when I'm finding like new comics like that I haven't jumped into before in right. independent comics. And, and I gotta say in regards to indie comics I think it is a step above a lot of the ones I've seen in regards to the art and the storytelling mm-hmm. it, it legitimately feels like it's not an indie comic. No. Oh thank you. That's what I was going mm-hmm. for. I try to go for that with everything. Just uh, the quality of the paper and the mm-hmm. book. No yep. no it's yep. a very professionally done and made and written and drawn and produced book. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Why and can't I, everyone? I, think I like don't you? just blow smoke up people's asses. I mean. No, he with comics, he does not. He yeah. is very brutally honest with 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 uh, other people's work on that. True. Yeah. Well, thank you. Andy sucks. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no. Andy's the reason that we're doing Avenging Justice. That's so, true. Yeah. yeah. That sounds do awesome. You, do you find a little bit more creative freedom? Because you said that you were writing a uh, basically trying to make a movie mm-hmm. or a film or you know a story along that line. Do you right. find it in comic books because? There's so many realms for a character to kind of branch out from what you originally started. Do you find it easier to for character development in a comic book rather than a script where there's a beginning, middle, and end instead of having more of a branch or a tree sort of thing? I feel like it's movie to TV. Yeah. Yeah, well, especially like, I mean, uh, film, you have 90 pages if it's an hour and a half, and mm-hmm. then you've got to you've got to make that character the, the audience care about that character and it seems like a little bit amount of time yeah mm-hmm. now with comics you take all the time you yeah. want right they say in the script right. within the first like seven minutes you're supposed to not only know who the person is but they're supposed to be on their journey yeah, right I know. And you don't <laughs> potentially have to deal with a diva actor or actress yeah you know who's or and also yeah. someone who's aging if you don't want him to age, you know, Batman's been whatever age for, for right. Wait, wait, yeah. wait! You, actually, don't, actually, you I, don't fight with your characters in your comic book. I told you to be here. No, at I just, three. Um, I just read an you know, article that, that Bart is technically should be as old as Homer is now. With how yeah. long the oh, Simpsons? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh totally. That's yeah. so weird. And Maggie should have like had like fifteen kids by now. So <laughs> you know, a perfect example of the comic movie divide is Scott Pilgrim. Yes. Oh, that that series gets so much more time to flesh out why you should actually care about Ramona and Scott 
than the movie well, does. Because well, yeah, in no, the movie, Ash, they just hate each other no, most of the your, time. To your point, though, Ash, I think in the film, they, they introduced her in his head, in his dreams, as a way to basically go, this is his dream girl. We're not going to have the time to go into more detail. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They okay. literally introduced him in his dreams. Yeah. It's a good point. I never thought about it like you know, that. Most of the time, you have to hit fast forward in a film. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you know, from, yeah. especially from a comic. So for with... kids who never had a VHS player, that's where you push <laughs> yeah. a button and literally <laughs> fast forward it. Yeah, hanging up the phone what? to certain people—that's just an expression. It yeah, is. It's true. What do they call it now? Is sliding your finger? No, of no, it's still forward? called fast forward and reverse. It's just their expressions. Oh, I see. Euphemisms. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, but so um but so also you have another comic and actually yes. i just saw that the kickstarter for issue two is up yes yes uh well it's not up just yet uh that's for the jake vetter comic book no no so. you announced the for the episode it's announced yeah, yeah i was yeah, gonna yeah, say yeah. yeah yeah it's called donnie brook so. yes <laughs> mm. so, i can't wait for book two so why don't i do this now before i forget please uh, speaking of donnie brook and stuff i brought gifts for everybody oh, Whoa. Dude, thank you oh, even sorry. you ash oh. uh, i know you're not here <laughs> i mean <laughs> we'll get it to you that's okay we'll ascend a raven just just tape it on the tv so pony express what I have here. This is the first time ever in Geek Tainment yeah, Weekly is awesome. history that somebody gift, right? Right? Yeah, Well, now you're on every week, so. You have so to- we, <laughs> we have uh, Mess Bucket Comics. Uh, drink, what are these? Uh, coasters. 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 There you go. Oh, oh, like the Hockey Night in Canada. Hockey Night in Canada. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. So I got two of these signed on the back. Yes. Ooh, thank you. I also have Donnie Brook Pucks. Oh, oh, cool. oh that's badass. Right. And, uh, Pucks. So here, before I before this last gift here, I'll, I'll explain Donnie Brook. Okay, Please. so um, it started off as my junior hockey stories. I played hockey my whole life. I still play now, but um, I played hockey. Do, do you play it? Okay, but I played, I played beer all, league. NHL two thousand seventeen. I was I, I I was playing sports. I played football, hockey, and lacrosse growing up. But then I also obviously, like we said, I was really into comics and sci-fi and all this stuff. And I watched everything, every '90s show with my mom. All the quantum leaps. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, so I, I there weren't many people. Those two things don't intersect very often, yeah. but for me it did. So I was uniquely I, know your pain. <laughs> I was uniquely qualified to write a hockey comic book, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to talk about the old school stuff with the rookie initiations and the and well, let's just call it hazing and stuff <laughs> yeah, like that. That's what it is. <laughs> to what they do currently, you know, the fun stuff. So I created a fictional league, uh, a fictional um, team, and all these players. And what what we did. I, I had the the first issue centers around the Michigan Massacre, which is the team that I own. This is the fictional team that it was kind of going to center around. And then when I, I ran into Darren McCarty and we were doing stuff with him, I said, hey, would you like to be the owner of a fictional team in, in a comic book? <laughs> How'd that conversation and go then, with Darren? And then he, I mean, he, he just, I could tell he's a little bit trying to like downplay it. He's like, yeah, yeah, that, that'd be, that'd be kind of cool, I guess. And you know, <laughs> oh my God, they asked me to be in a comic. Oh, oh, oh grind time. Watching him watch Su- uh, the new uh, Birds of Prey movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. was more entertaining than the movie. Oh, I'm sure. Wait, wait, yeah. you went to Birds of Prey with Darren? Yeah. and Greg. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yes. <laughs> and you didn't take me? Yeah, I, mean, I got invited. Sorry. All right. That, uh, Am. Yeah. Throwing that shade. I got invited. So <laughs> in this in this book, we have, um, 
you know, all these different teams. There's Darren owns the team, the Burnaby Blazers, Stone Lumberjacks from Western Canada. Right. Then uh, Brandon Inge, from, former Detroit Tiger, mm-hmm. owns the Lynchburg Moonshiners. That's awesome. Um, Brian O'Halloran from yep. Clerks owns the Hell's Kitchen. Thank Heathens. you again for setting up that interview. By yeah, the no way. problem. Yeah. Brian's great. Great interview. Yeah. Really nice. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, and um, I have an announcement later on another. Uh, uh, pro wrestler that owns a team. He's coming in season two. But anyway, Woo. so at the end of each season, you know, throughout there's a regular season, and then you have the playoffs. Uh, players get traded. They go up to the the show. They go down. They get hurt. They retire. Become coaches. You know, all the stuff you get in a normal drama slash comedy. And at the end, there's a champion. You know, one of these teams wins the league. And, and I told Darren, how would you like to be a five-time champion? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, oh, yeah, I'm just sure. Give another, another, yeah. We're going to hear all just about that. another <laughs> finger to hold up. So, uh, I, you know, so my team's the Michigan Massacre. And already, you know, uh, book two is going to come out this year. And hopefully I can get to three end of this year, next year. But um, it's going to be about five books per season. Do you want to talk about what we're working on? As far The motion? Oh, yeah, we can talk about that for sure. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so (laughs) these teams already – so Brian O'Halloran and Darren are already chirping each other online. That's awesome. Your team Uh. (laughs) know, And it's classic. So once this gets ramped up, it's going to happen even more, Uh which is just like – just warms my heart. Oh, it's good. Creating the drama even in the real world. Right. And so, like, for example, a guy like Darren has given me actual stories – to adapt into right. the comics, cool. right? Yeah. So he's got a road story. All right, and to protect the innocent, we're going to have these fictional players uh, reenact fictional something. characters. Yeah, right. So I know Darren roams these hallways. He does. Uh, you can smell them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want you guys to 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 get swayed to the dark side. So <gasps> I want you guys to be fans of the Michigan Massacre. Yes. Yes. And I signed this poster, and it says, fuck the Burnaby Blazers. Yes. <laughs> and I'm so yeah. oh, we're going to have to get a rebuttal Dom, from Darren. Nope. No, no, we're going to we're gonna go get, I'm going to get that framed yeah. on Michael's. Please. I'm going to hang it up in the office. Yes. That and we're not going to awesome. say anything and wait for Darren to see it. And then, Corey, Make we sure can film Darren yep. seeing it for the oh, first time. Oh, my gosh. Thank awesome. you. That is fantastic. <laughs> Thank that you. That is Thank amazing. You. Yes, I appreciate it. And um, You appreciate the, it's a lot of fun, but the ability to burn Mr. McCarty. Because <laughs> <laughs> he burns things all the time. Ah, he burns oh, it. That's true. Boo. The Blazers. Get out. <laughs> yeah, Get so you were out. talking about yeah. the... Uh, the, the motion count. Yeah, so, you know, when uh, it was really funny how this all, so we got brought on to the Frozen Fish, Fish Fiasco production, which, by the way, awesome event. Thank really you. Really yes. cool for that charity. Was great. Check it out. Um, there'll, be on, there'll be a cut on uh, 50 soonish. Yeah, CW 50, yeah. yeah. Yep. And, but um, so I kind of was like, you want to do a motion comic? Mm-hmm. And we're going to do a motion comic. <laughs> but so when I was interviewing Brian, I mentioned that we had talked about it, and he goes, right. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my voice for it. So, <laughs> so we're in the very early stages of making that right now. And then theoretically, there's one more step to that, but that hasn't even really started yet. But so right. stay tuned. We'll get on that. <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot that you, you're going to, you're going to see a lot more of uh, oh, this yeah. gentleman around. Without question. There's a lot of, lot of synergy here. Right. Well, it's also really cool because you were saying that you know you played sports growing up, uh-huh. but you're also into the kind of geek 
yeah. world. Which so, is totally So like, I mean I think yeah. I think that takes away from where we are now with everything mm-hmm. happening with Marvel stuff, DC stuff that's coming out. Right. That world's entering into the real world and yeah. more people are accepting it. But right. yeah. I mean I saw you don't Wonder have Woman to, down the street the other day. You don't have <laughs> to, you know, be sitting in a basement, you know, chugging Mountain Dew. No. I mean, Dude, please go ahead and do that. Geek is chic. And, but geek is chic. I mean, it really right. is. Yeah, Everybody ben, can come into I mean, this world this and jacket. really enjoy it. I'd rather not. It hurts my eyes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, the, like you said, the Venn diagram of people back in the day when you yeah. were a kid mm-hmm. that were interested in sports and stuff was very small. Now it is expanded. Now yep. Right. Now it's all good to be a geek. So when you were growing up, I know you said you were into Flash. You were into mm. Batman. Yeah. That's DC. Right. Who were you into in Marvel? Oh, man. Um... Like well, I like the um, the. Venom. Let me make it easier. Who were you <laughs> or are currently into in Marvel? Um, I I read a little bit of Marvel. I would go. I would dabble in it uh, back and forth just as a kid. I don't know if it was because my you know Carl and the other people didn't have as much, but I was super. Uh, the X Men is what brought me into Marvel. Like yeah. that is. Oh yeah. I mm-hmm. met Chris Claremont. And oh yeah. Getting to meet him at conventions. Dude, yeah, we yeah. interviewed inter- 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 him. That's so cool. We oh, interviewed him a couple God. years ago at C two E two. Yeah. Nice yeah. dude. Yeah. Super nice guy. Yeah. Although although when he asked me what my favorite <laughs> character from him was, and I said Legion because it legitimately is, and he goes, oh, because the TV show. I was like, no, 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 no. I right. love every comic with Legion. Like, right. I, so I love. Good. I mean, the, if you remember the X Man. Oh yeah, X Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I. Oh, Demon in a Bottle. I really enjoyed. Uh, you are there. He is now your go. favorite person. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, a giant Iron that Man. That comic. If I, I remember, we were at. Oh, we were yeah. at C2E2. We and saw I it, it out, for yeah. sale, oh. and it was in the double digits, not it the was, triple. So was, um, I, I could have bought it. Was it was like an eight point okay. two graded. It was, it was it a wasn't pretty a bad good graded, graded yeah. comic. It was like right. eighty bucks or something, and I didn't get yeah. it. And I regret it. See, that storyline felt DC ish to me a little bit. You know, and I mm. get DC definitely mm. had well, more of that, that grounded, forth. humanistic. You know, in in the eighties and nineties. Well, era. DC seemed to deal more with real grungy. world issues. Like, so they had the whole thing about drug abuse and the Green Lantern and Green Arrow. Speedy, yeah, and yeah. they had like the, mm. the whole fridging fiasco thing, where it's like you know, with p- literally putting women into fridges, and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah, one of the, I forgot which superhero, but they found their girlfriend in a fridge, right? Like, put, like yeah, well, yeah. DC got dark. It was right around when they brought Batman back to being a dark character. Right. The rest of the universe just went like, whoa. Ah. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I do. Uh, I like the the Marvel characters, but for some reason, I was more drawn to DC when we're talking about the both of them. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I really dig the stuff that Image has been doing. Oh like, yeah. I mean, it, the last like five, six, seven, eight years. Yeah. Like, it's so good. Like Black right. Science. Have you read that? Yes. That is what. That is literally my favorite. Marcus comic. made me read that. It's so good. Yeah. I didn't want to read it, and I read it. It's mind blowing. It is. It's amazing. The story's amazing. Right. Everything about it. And then the, the fact that they had a finite ending. For sure. Was awesome. Because yep. like there's certain books that just keep going and going and going and going and going. Exactly. And, but f- with no reason. It was like when The Walking Dead was just like, oh, by the way, next week, last issue, guys. <laughs> what? Huh? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, but what's your favorite image book? Oh, jeez. I... I'd I know there's so there's with, so many. I'd have to go with The Walking Dead because I would yeah. make so I good. would make an effort to go, and I'm not a collector or anything, but I would go and get yeah. those issues. No, yep. I, you know it's funny when you I know? talk to people about that. They're always like, "Oh, of course it's the no," but you don't understand if you haven't read The Walking Dead. Right, it's an amazing comic. Storyline is. is so much better. It, it flows so much better in the comic book mm-hmm. than it actually does in the. Well, plus TV I have show. the compendiums. Yeah. yeah, I have the compendium, so like there's yeah. no chapter breaks. So I just live. That's yeah, I know. Yeah. 
Oh, yep. yeah. Yep. So, so good. It's saying you like Walking Dead the best is like saying Wayne Gretzky is your favorite hockey player. It's like, well, that's what I I'm a Theo Fleury yeah. fan. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do I do dig the. What else do I like with Image? There's just um, so much to do. Have you read Saga? Saga, yeah. Saga is yeah. great. I don't, I, yeah. I don't think it's. I think they just. So they take really long breaks from Saga. Right. They're like take a year and a half, two year break, and then like here's Saga again. Uh, one image book that I didn't want to like, and I ended up liking it because it was really well done, and it was another sports book, was Southern Bastards. Oh my like, god, that yeah. book's amazing from I didn't Jason Aaron. Like that book. It's uh, so, I got a sports comic. You so, can't. But they're totally <laughs> different. It is That's totally a different. totally different yes. one. Yes. One comic that really just kind of blew me away was Paper Girls. Yeah, I, I really like. Like paper it, girls. It's set kind of in the '80s, and it's like it starts off pretty normal. It's these like four paper route girls, and it's mm-hmm. like Devil's Night, and it just shit hits the fan, and like reality rends itself, and time travels involved, mm-hmm. and it's just it, it gets it gets a little bit of a Stranger Things vibe to it, yeah. but like it just gets really wacky and just strange, but okay. in a way that's like, yeah, I mean, I guess if that happened, that's how people would react to it. I just I love the freedom that Image gives their creators. Yeah. You can literally write anything. Mm-hmm. I love it. It feels different right away, as soon as it's in your hand for mm-hmm. some reason. Well, and that's why a lot of them feel like the big writers for Marvel and DC are going to Image and just like, Rick Remender doesn't do Marvel stuff anymore. He yeah. just does Image. That's right. You know? I mean, they have the freedom to tell the stories they want to tell without any publisher oversight. And, mm-hmm. you know, I get it. All right, last question I'm going to ask. Yes. Dom, if you had to recommend one comic to somebody who's not into comics to get them into the world of comics, what would it be? Oh, boy. This should be an easy easy answer. You would uh, think, but they uh, have one shot. Getting this Hush. Ooh. Batman Hush? Yeah. That is a I great think one. I think as far as storyline and, and artwork, I, I mean, I think both of those, I mean, close to a 10. No, I agree. That really changed the way I looked at comics. Yeah. Hush is so yeah. good. I, I mean, The Long Halloween is probably going to be the new Batman movie. Yeah. More than likely. Well, gang, we, unfortunately, are out of time this week. On behalf of all of us at Geek Tainment TV. Bye, California. Bye, Ash. We are out of here. 5,000. And remember, stay classy. <laughs>